1: And I wish she just did, had an abortion. I wish I could go back and just say, Mum, it's okay, just don't have me this lifetime. It's okay, please don't do that. If I could have told her, I would have.
0: Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Imagine hearing your mum say she wished she had an abortion. That you were never born. Growing up, feeling like a burden, invisible, unloved. Hungry because she never fed you, lonely, isolated, even though you were in the same house. That was Fiona's childhood. It's so sad, and it's affected every aspect of her life. Content warning, if you're suffering or triggered by the themes of this podcast, help services are listed in the show notes. Fiona, welcome to The Deep. Hi, Zoe. It's going to sound abrupt, but I feel like I want to start here because it's going to get us to the heart of the matter faster. And I, it's such a nuanced and complex conversation we're going to have today. So I'm just going to jump right in if that's okay with you. Yeah. On our briefing call, you said something quite shocking to me, which was, I knew my mother wanted to abort me and in some ways I wish she did. Yes, that's correct. That has been my feelings. How did you know that she wanted an abortion?
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't ever a direct conversation with me and I guess direct conversations between me and my mother are very few and far between. So it wasn't like it was ever she sat me down and told me and looked me in the eyes a lot of my childhood isn't linear so Mm. I can't remember from baby or through Fiona at three Fiona at five like I don't recall memories like that but what I do recall is moments and overhearing things that she said to friends and had a few wines and has told out loud Um, But there's never actually been, you know, look me in the eyes and tell me. It's just been all like swirling secondhand information that I've absorbed over time.
0: She never said, I never wanted you. I wish I aborted you. You never heard those words. Well, she said, I only wanted two children and I was the third. Okay. What... Do you believe, or what do you know, that she wanted to have an abortion, but she didn't? Like, what was that thing, and how do you know that?
1: Well, she was suffering terribly um, after the second child. Okay. Um, my my mother was lacking support, um, and my mother was very isolated. And it was definitely unplanned. And yes, it got things got very a lot worse that I felt after me. And then there was a fourth. Oh. And we were very close. We're very, very close. So my sis my younger sister's only eighteen months younger than me wow
0: okay so she already wasn't coping with two then bang bang she has like Irish Mm -hmm. twins like they say like yes this is quite interesting right because if she wanted an abortion with you and she didn't want you or your sister growing up with that feeling do you remember that feeling do you remember feeling like a burden all the time
1: I can't remember not feeling like a burden
0: so she was overwhelmed, exasperated, um, unsupported. Unsupported. Was she
1: mentally ill? Uh, well, she was never diagnosed, but I would say, of course she would have been. With what? Baby blues, postnatal depression. This is the early 80s, so it's, it wasn't like we all went around and said we've got postnatal depression. So it would have been referred as baby blues. Did she ever tell you that or did your father ever tell you that she had that? I overheard conversations, her, her saying that she suffered from postnatal depression and baby blues, but not directly to me. Were you young when you heard those things? Yeah, I'd hear a lot of things over the phone. So talking to friends is where I'd hear most of this information. Did you grow up with other children being favoured
0: or was it all kind of once the four kids were there, it's just too much?
1: It depends at different ages, Zoe. So like four girls in the house, imagine, like it was a lot of energy anyway. Um, And then you've got all these girls competing for the needs of mum we are all seeking like nurture, comfort, food, protection, guidance, And we just all can't regulate is how I experienced it. Like we're just all just trying to survive, including mum. We're all just trying to survive. What does that look like? What does that, like
0: I know this is over a long period of time, but give Mm. me a snapshot of a day that you could remember where you're all surviving. Like are you being fed? Are you being looked at in the eye? Are you being bathed like what is a survival day when it's difficult
1: well there's food in the cupboards but no one's cooking for it mum's asleep there's it's just very uh, lonely even though there's lots of people um there's no structure there's no one making sure like that our clothes are washed like it's not looking like other mums at that age so, if you're hungry and you're little, what are you doing? Um, well, a lot of the time I was cooking. So, I'd make like bread and butter and fry it, like um, French toast, I used to call it, and give it, feed it to my sisters. And how old are you? I was about six then when I was um, toasting, frying, stuff
0: like that. Yep. And so, you've got your mum is asleep. Is she ever happy or content or, or at peace?
1: Um, I remember her doing Jane Fonda. So she was doing aerobics classes around and around. So I would sometimes join in for her aer- aerobics class, but I was only about four. Mm. I can remember her making peanut butter sandwiches sometimes, but no one would eat it. And then she stopped making them. Like I do remember, and there's parts, like I do remember sometimes would come home and there would be a A bakery treat but it was very few and far between it wasn't like consistently a routine it was like maybe once every six months where's your dad dad's working so we like we need we need to pay the bills so is he coming
0: home every night
1: no well dad um dad was a bricklayer so he had his own business and he was working taxis so he was gone days and nights he was also recession was on and he was away um, building a lot, so dad was not there. So, so it was mum ma- alone with us and four children under ten, and no other family support. No. So she's drowning at this point. Drowning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are being dragged under with her.
1: Yeah, trying to survive. I, I just remember we're just all trying to survive. We're just all trying to like, we're just all trying to just cope. I remember all of us trying in our own ways. And that looked very different for all of us. Uh, Coping strategies were all very different.
0: You'd heard baby blues. Had you overheard her saying she wanted an abortion?
1: Yes. Over a telephone call. Yes.
0: Did you know what that meant at that age? How old were you? No, I wouldn't have known. That was six. I had no idea what that meant. So the fact that she's still talking about it means that the PND is still really prevalent, even six years after I think
1: it's never left. It's never left. So I think it's just always been there. I, you know, there was never any, you know, it's not that mum actually got any treatment. So it's not like, uh, you know, she's probably just frozen in it, I would say. I, I'm not sure that you could ever come down from something like that unless you had professional treatment. I question it. Wow. Okay. So then you're growing up with this sense of neglect. Of being an other Different. Things are different than
0: everyone else. And you're seeing other kids um, having different relationships with their parents. You're growing up with this. At what age do you kind of piece it together and you're like, holy shit, I have been brought up with a mother that had extreme postnatal depression, survived us she survived us she She survived we've survived survived. but like I have now realized that I was never wanted um I was resented um I was a burden I wasn't Mm -hmm. loved I wasn't lovable at what time were all of these things like the penny dropped for you and you were like a kind of you know the gut
1: punch of it all Mm, probably not till like recently Zoe so it it, because it's like memories over time like I know the emotion I I know the emotion so well that that's a real trigger but I like I can't actually remember the trauma that I can be like I'm a survivor from childhood like I you can remember things and I think it's just self-protection but it's not like you can say hey, you raped me, say sorry. Like it's just like it's not so cut and dry. And
0: you also don't know, right, because that's your normal. No. That's how you were raised. That's yeah, normal got no for idea. you. So what is the context? What is the um, juxtaposition?
1: Yeah. So I go to mom as a 41-year-old woman and I try and talk to her about it and get some closure. So I'm having all these dreams. I'm having terror dreams. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm having flashbacks. I'm I'm finding it hard to kind of like not be back in my two-year-old self. I'm really finding it hard to be a 41-year-old woman in this world. I, I, I'm remembering memories all the time and I am feel like I've got a post-traumatic stress disorder situation happening. So something
0: hits you. Something hits you. Just something
1: hits me. And why
0: now? What's going on in your life now? Why are you having terrors now? What was the trigger? I
1: think because I'm so safe.
0: Oh, so now you know what you lacked. Yes. Now you're being loved. Are you in a relationship?
1: Yes, a very happy marriage with uh, the most wonderful man. I'm in living the life of my dreams. So now you're like, oh, my God, love is
0: this. What did I have? What didn't I have? Yes, exactly,
1: Zoe. So
0: you're now experiencing something that you're reflecting on with like, holy shit, as a child, what was that then? So that is now arriving or arising in your, self, your subconscious during sleep. And what are you dreaming now? I'm just
1: dreaming that I'm left so I'm dreaming that I'm in the dark, I'm in a room, and no one's coming to get me, and I'm screaming. And I'm screaming so much, and I'm, like, passing out and nearly dying. So I'm, I'm dreaming that I'm dying, actually, Zoe. That that would exactly, be exactly right. So
0: you're so scared. As a, Are you dreaming
1: as your current age or as a child? No, as, like, three months old. Sometimes I'd wake up as eight months, sometimes two years. And I was so panicked by this. I went to a... Um, a healer and started crying and saying, I just can't forgive my mother because I also had this feeling that I just needed to forgive her. That my problem is I just need to forgive this woman. That's my problem is I just cannot forgive her. I can't get closure. I'm the one with the problem. I just need to go to forgiveness. And I go to this reputable healer, I've never been before. And I start crying as a 36-year-old woman and say, I cannot forgive my mother. Can you please help me? And she goes, lay down on the bed, and I lay down on the bed, and she goes, what the fuck happened when you were two? And I say, I can't remember. And so all I just remember is the feeling of it, but I cannot recall the memory of it, and I still can't. I still can't remember what happened. Did, Did you ask her? I go to mom, yes, and she said, I don't know who was looking after you at two. What does that mean? She didn't know. I don't know, Zoe. I was walking around like the streets of Sydney naked with cats. Like I don't know what was going on. Hang on. This is the memory. Yes.
0: And you're in Sydney and
1: there's stray animals. I've got cats in a pram. I'm two. I'm naked, completely butt naked. We lived on a quarter-acre property towards five in Sydney suburbs. And I've got pictures. So I know it happened because I've got pictures of it.
0: Oh, so this is a, re- you've got proof.
1: I've got pictures of me, yeah. So the memory is marrying to the story with the picture. Yeah, so, yeah, and the story is because I love to be outside, I didn't like wearing clothes. I made friends with stray cats. No one was at home, Was they were at home, but I couldn't find mum. I wanted attention. I put cats in the pram and walked to my auntie's house who's a kilometre away. As a two-year-old? As a two year old Zoe and it's like a kilometer and I cross roads and no one I don't know what happened, right? All I know is I turned up my aunties, my auntie was shocked, took me back, and mum didn't even know I was missing. That is shocking. So so there were stories and told and it was laughing though. So these stories were told in a laughing I way. I get
0: it, I get it. It's almost so horrific that you've got to take a kiss or your You can't look at yourself in the mirror. Wow. Okay, things are really dropping in now. I'm really getting an essence of complete chaos and complete uncertainty and safety as a child. Like, wow.
1: And there was pedophile rings at the time. Like, no shit. that's where I'm going as
0: well. Like, I'm thinking these things, you know. I've got full body shivers right now. I'm thinking this little baby walking down the road naked, for a kilometer it's not just around the corner and then you don't even know what's happening you 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 you've repressed memories but now as a, an adult all the repressed memories are coming to the surface mm-hmm.
1: and i'm asking mom about it i'm ringing mom and say can you help me understand what happened when i was two and and i'm having this conversation as a 41 year old woman talking to my mother who's nearly 70 and
0: she's just like I don't know. I
1: can't remember. I don't know who was looking after you. It could have been this, it could have been that, could have been this, could have been that, could have been this, could have been been that. It's sounding manic. You've got sisters. Are
0: you connecting with them over this? Like, Do they have any memories that can help you piece together things or, or their experiences of all of this?
1: Well, I guess that's where denial comes in, Zoe. Like denial is just such a gift at times. Like who would want to remember those things? Like who would want to actually have a conscious conversation around those things that happen when we are children? Like there's no dots. There's no, there's going to be no closure for any of us. So it just feels like mom is just like, you're just going to have to get to acceptance. I'm not going to say sorry. There'll be no closure. Like, so there's that knowing and there's knowing the memories of the sisters and it's knowing our relationship now and it's just a lot. Where? What is the relationship now? Um, well, right now it's not good. But there was times where we are working together. Like it's gone a bit manic as well. Like So there's been times when we've been really close, like best friends and times of exile. So there's been this belonging exile, belonging exile, and it's just been very chaotic. And there's another sister as well.
0: A fifth one.
1: Yeah, at 21 I found out I had another sister. Where was she this whole time? Well, she grew up in the same town. But with who? Another woman. From the dad or from the mum? Dad. And, and we all knew her and no one told us. What? And that's when we, we kind of started putting pieces together because I'm like, okay, if mum and dad can lie about that, what else are they lying about?
0: you're going through your own like regress trauma coming up, right? You're Mm -hmm. dealing with all of this weird confrontational disturbing truth. Then you're connecting with your sisters and they're probably not at the same time as you because they might not be having repressed emotions coming up and confronting them, right? But you're you're confronting them with your truth, which might be a bit much, a bit Bit terrifying. I'm a lot. I'm a lot terrifying for them. They're just like, well, we might not want to buy into that being our reality.
1: Well, they're not maybe as safe as me. Yeah, they don't. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or or you just, you know, they're they're on their own journeys, right? Yes, absolutely, completely. Yes. And so you coming to them with a mirror is like they might just think you're a wackadoodle, or they've repressed everything, or they're still in denial. But maybe there's a little bit of truth niggling at them, which is just like she's she's too much. We're just going to shut her out. So it's, you know. And then you've got your mum who you're kind of like what the hell happened and she's just like, oh, well, I don't even know. You're not getting an apology anyway. Things were tough. Is she still the same state as she was back then?
1: Oh, it's hard to know because I don't live in that home anymore, Zoe. When you talk to her, does she um,
0: seem more loving? Does she seem more interested in you? Does she seem like she finds joy in things?
1: Um, I would say she's probably more, more uh, slightly more connected. And look, she's, she makes an amazing grandma, which is also really bizarre. So only out of all of those girls, only one of us had children. And mum's a fantastic grandmother. And is loving. Well, as far as I know, yes. Well, I can see, yes. Does that, is that painful for you? It can be triggering, yes. It can be triggering at times. So
0: I can imagine that you've confronted your mum on, on a couple of occasions.
1: About three times at least when I'm over 23. Tell me about that. Um, I just say to mum, I just really need to talk to you. Um, I've got some things that are coming up. Um, can you talk to me? And she'll just start crying and just say, I just, you just need to accept me and she won't talk to me.
0: Okay, you need to accept who I am. But no yeah. acknowledgement of the PND or wanting to abort babies or
1: or just well just coping like I was just coping like I think she's just trying to say I was just surviving like I'm I just barely did it and I just like I I just don't think she can go back there like it's not like yeah yeah it's so painful yeah it's just so painful so like I'm just like tell me more like I'm a bit like you Zoe like I just want to know exactly what went on and I want to know all the details and I need to know every single thing just from my own mental state and then Mom just can't even look me in the eye and say I love you. Do you know what I mean? So it's just very hard for someone like me that needs words of affirmation. You're not going to get that. Is that what you're saying? Never. I don't think
0: ever. I, I would say never. Do you see where she's coming from with not wanting to open it, that that, that could be incredibly painful.
1: I see that as a 41 year old, but my inner children and teenager doesn't see it like that.
0: Right. I get that because, you know, she, she would most likely have a lot of shame around a lot of those years.
1: Food, food, food. So how it showed up for me is food. So I was, as far as I know, I wasn't breastfed or not for very long. And then I was put on some bottle and I had a reaction to it, like lactose. And back in the 80s, we didn't really have like options. Options, Like this is 80s. Like this is a long time ago, like 40 years mm. ago. We just didn't have mm. the language, the food, you know, crunchy mums mm. just weren't a thing. Yes. And I just um, remember that um, somebody told me to try on like a soy-based milk. Yeah. I was having trouble breathing pretty much. So I was hungry. I remember being hungry and not being fed and just kind of like propped up maybe. like So really little. Like if you can remember being propped and remember being hungry. I remember being hungry, like so hungry always, like so hungry. And then what happened when I was like 14, I was like this is my lived experience that I was – a little chubby like you know like 11 year old girls sometimes we go a little bit chubby and then we get big like we talk like we don't go through a big growth spurt yeah around, puberty. Like, year six. yeah yeah like, you going to get like that baby fat around my face and like yes you know you know just more around my face like I had a chubby round face and then but by the time like year seven and definitely by year eight I kind of grew tall like I'm I'm 170 centimeters tall I weigh now about 60 kilos. So I'm not big anyway. Um, So, But back then um, I just had this real funky relationship with food. So I guess you would call it anorexia nervosa. So I had a problem with nurture. And so what I would do instead of feed myself is just not feed myself. So there was something about that felt like love to me. And so yeah. I'd got down to very thin, like maybe 20 kilos less than I am now, like dangerously thin. So these these traumas were now playing out in your life? Yes, and no one was asking me how I am, which was another bizarre thing. So I'm 20 kilos lighter than I should be. And no one's
0: noticed.
1: No one even says, are you okay in our home? So it's almost like another lesson. You could kill yourself or
0: you've got to fix yourself because no one really is going to do anything about it
1: pretty much so I got to a point where I either got to eat at around 16 or I'm going to die so I got to a point where I just started eating and and after I was out of the home things got better like I I that I dropped that food weird food shit like pretty quickly after I moved out of home and then
0: ongoing from like when you move out to when you have these epiphanies of truth. What
1: is your life like? I moved out and I got my own safety. So I was very, um, I would say, resilient. And I moved out of home. I got my own flat. I flat shared. I worked my way up in the corporate world I worked in Angel Place by 23 and I was making a shitload of money and hated my life. Um, and then I thought I, the, there are some good things. So the few good things are mum end up getting a horse and that saved us all. So we end up growing up with horses. So I, I had something stabilized. Yeah. yeah, so the horses saved all Grounded of us. you
0: all. Yeah, so your mum yes. loved the horses.
1: Yes, but we didn't get the horses
0: till I was seven or eight. But she gave them attention, but not you.
1: Yes. So mum was always outside with the horses. But okay. I was also outside with the horses. So it's not like that bothered me. That was very therapeutic for everybody.
0: Yeah. So I want to fast track to you've met your partner, your life partner. Yeah. And you are coming to terms with some of these nightmares and these terrors. How long are they lasting?
1: It just comes up. It was coming up all the time, like on and off for about five years.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So I saw the energy healer in in about 2017. So it's now 2022. So at least five years. Did you see a, a psychologist? Well, I have now, but I didn't then. And what have you found helpful
0: about that? What did you uncover?
1: Yeah, it's so tricky, Zoe. Like what did I uncover is that that maybe it wasn't normal. Mm. And it's so hard because I also don't want to live in the past or like Yeah, it's like, but I'm also never going to get closure. It's just like, it's just a wound that is just always open, I guess. You said something in our first call,
0: which was like, I wish that I had been aborted. Where does this sentiment come from?
1: I think the thought's always been there. Like, I think even as a two-year-old, I used to think that. I used to question what i was doing here if nobody was here like why would you do that zoe like why would someone do that somebody and like mom is survival and i didn't have a mom it's just so hard so painful it's really painful like the reality is painful and I guess that's why no one goes to reality because all of our realities were fucked up, really fucked up.
0: Do you still believe that, that you wish you weren't born?
1: Well, there's moments where the pain is just like so much. I wish I couldn't remember. I wish I didn't remember. I wish I just didn't have to remember it is mainly what I feel.
0: Because I'm just thinking of a little baby, a little two-year-old, sitting there hour after hour looking for touch or connection, and we've had postnatal, extreme postnatal depression stories on the deep. But she
1: got help. She got help, which is, like, amazing. Amazing. But watching
0: you, like, through the lens of being this child that walks the street naked like we don't even actually know all the other things that happened that that neglect is child abuse
1: but no one's going to say sorry Zoe like I'm going to get no closure on that but do you acknowledge that that's child abuse it's hard for me to acknowledge that I don't want to acknowledge it no but I know it is but like like my little girl would do anything for that love like my inner, like my 14 year old would say yes that's fucking child abuse but like that little girl like she would never say that she would never say that like if i said that i might as well be dead why because like children can't live with their, without their mothers like that's like dead <sighs> That's like saying I'm dead, pretty much. Like, not for me, 42-year-old, who you're talking to right now, but, like, for her, that would be like, well, then I'm dead because that's just way too much to cope with.
0: Now you have some clarity, some clarity on this. Has that been a reason that you haven't had your own children? Have you wanted children? Have you not wanted children
1: well, it's been a cycle. So now I know that, like, this exile has come down through the mother line. So, like, all around the age of about 40, funky shit went on with all of the women, especially in my mother's family. So, like, there's, like, a lot of shit that went on with mum's mum as well. Like, it just, like, went on and on and on. And mum's mum died without talking to her mum. And like this, this kind of like shit just went on for as far back as we can
0: see. Okay, so there's a bit of generational um, stuff as well.
1: As yes, the, the
0: like
1: p and probably yeah. worse for mom. Like, like and this is where like well, I just she, think well, how
0: she was brought up, maybe.
1: Yeah, like at least mom wasn't drinking for when we were little. Like there was no like mom wasn't the one great thing that I. Thank God, is that at least Mum didn't choose the bottle. Yeah. Between between naught and seven. All of
0: it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would have been a very normal or drugs, you know, or suicide.
1: Um, or suicide all very I can imagine. all very um There's a lot of you, trauma between naught and seven. Like she lost a sister at forty two. So so my nan died, she got hit by a train. I don't really know exactly what happened. Your mum's mum got hit by a train? No, my mum's closest sister when I was four. Oh,
0: when she was 42. So whilst she had the PND, she also lost her sister.
1: Yeah, and that's the kind of refuge. So when I was having these walking around the neighbourhood naked – Mum was sometimes seeking refuge with that sister because she had a farm with horses. And she would take my older sister and I'd be left with God knows who.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? So, tell me, you and children terrifies me
1: always as I get older, the more terrifying that would feel. like the the feeling of me me being like that is absolutely terrifying. Like I would never wish that upon my worst enemy. I would never do that to somebody.
0: So has that made your decision to not have children?
1: Well, and I developed a fibroid which made it impossible for me to have children. Almost. So, it was as large as a 5-month-old fetus.
0: So, are you currently unable to have children because of this fibroid? Well, it'd be impossible right now, yeah. Does that feel safer for you currently?
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Does your partner want children? No, thank
0: God. Okay. So, just children just are not an option. Because you have some fear that they would have an experience like you. Yes. Even though you know, would you do that to a child?
1: Well, I don't know how it is to be a mother that has postnatal depression, Zoe. So you think you could get postnatal depression? Well, I I definitely could. I mean, every other mum has. Or could. Like it's a maternal or could, yeah, like as in instinctual.
0: Even you just saying that, like you said every other mother has which means or i i'm interpreting you believe that
1: you believe that yeah
0: in the family like you believe that 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 is true for you
1: yeah that i could do that
0: and then if that happens to you you are then impacting that child the way you were impacted
1: yeah i would never do that i would never do that
0: you know i saw something online the other day and i think it was supposed to be a joke right And it said, generational trauma stops here because I'm having no kids. Yeah, that would be right. And it really feels like it's resonating in this moment.
1: Yes. Like I feel like it would just be like I wouldn't get those chemicals and I would want to kill the baby. Oh, Fiona. Like how would I not know that that was going to happen? And then what the hell would I do if I did that? Like I would be so just sure I would just rather die if that happened. It makes perfect sense when you say it like that. But it feels normal for me. That feels normal because I'm like, who would want children if that's what you do?
0: Yeah, of course. But I've, I get that. I get that like as a very um, practical sentiment. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, practical. Exactly. Can I ask you something? This is a very confronting question. Yeah. Do you know why she didn't
1: abort babies if she was already? Okay. Just guilt, plain guilt. She thought that she was doing the best thing by birthing us. She was sacrificing herself to birth us. I think that's what she means.
0: Yeah. Do you get that from her perspective?
1: Yes, I get it. Do you feel sad for her? Yes, and I wish she just did, had an abortion. Like I I wish I could have just told her that. Yeah, I wish I could go back and just say, Mum, it's okay. Just don't have me this lifetime. It's okay. Please don't do that. If I could have told her, I would have.
0: Oh, that's so sad and so complex. And I kind of understand it all at the same time, but fuck hell.
1: But it feels normal to
0: me, Zoe, like it's not actually that shocking to me. But it is. That's the shocking part is that it's not shocking for you because that's normal for you. It is shocking. It's shocking. It's shocking that you've had a lifetime and you've still said, take it from me, save yourself, save me.
1: Yes, of course. Of course I would say that, Zoe.
0: But even now with the life with the life that you're living, with being loved and being safe and having a slightly different life experience, you'd still tell her to do it? Yes, of
1: course. Like all that pain, yes. I would just say go and live your life, Mom. Yes, of course I would do that. Like the greatest thing. That is so hard for daughters is the unrealized life of a mother. That's the hardest thing to take. Have you said that to her? I think maybe. Like, I used to scream a lot. Like, I don't know, Zoe. Like, I, I don't know what I've said. What is your relationship like now? Estranged.
0: Okay. I just really appreciate your honesty. This is such a difficult, complicated, nuanced experience and I'm sure you're not alone. I'm sure you're not alone. I'm not
1: alone. I'm absolutely not alone and this is why I came on here because where the fuck is everybody else and where is their support because we are definitely not talking about this, Zoe. Nobody is talking about this, so that means it is in the dungeons. Let me ask you...
0: Our final question, who are you when no one's watching?
1: Mostly I'm just the two-year-old that wants a mum. I'm still the two-year-old and that's just like so ridiculous. No, it's not. Really?
0: No, it's not.
1: I just feel like all of this is for nothing because I didn't have that. And I just never feel it. Like I can never feel it. It's just so painful. I just would do anything for that love, like anything. And I just mm. can't have it.
0: I feel like me and everyone listening right now is just so wanting to give you that, which is so impossible. <laughs> it's you impossible.
1: know, impossible. Like no one can give me that.
0: No one can fulfill that.
1: <laughs> No, like my, I've got the greatest husband in the world and I'm still like wanting, like I like there's just still something not right. Like, I mean, mm. not that, you know, but like there's still a word. Of course. And it feels impossible. It feels impossible. And if I could just go back and change it, I would. If I could save my sisters, I would. If I could have just done something different i would have like i've i just it's just an impossible situation
0: and it's not up to you
1: i know sorry but like it
0: was never up to you
1: i know but that's why it's just so confusing
0: i know and so frustrating i'm sure because you have no control over this thing
1: and i'll never get control because i was just little i was no boundaries i had no protection, I had no guidance, there's just no one there. And it's just all very confusing for a child. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still here. And that's a miracle, I think. It is. It is. I do too. Because I know not all of us make it. Like, I know that for sure. Like, the Children with mother hunger is just, like, insatiable. Like, I, I I, think we don't make it, mostly. I think we get lost very quickly because no one knows where those feelings are coming from. And I just feel like no one, like, it's not like, you know, this guy fiddled with us at church and we found out and then he's gone to jail. Like, we're just never going to get, like, that kind of, like, apology mm-hmm. or like it's just impossible. yeah 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 like we we know one mother and that's a benevolent mother like the candy cane hollywood mom and our society doesn't know the shadow mom and we're definitely not okay talking about that like it's not a comfortable situation for any of us to like be in including me like it's just like it that is just a lot of shame that is like a shame dungeon that is just, like, impossible to navigate.
0: But you were brave enough to share it with us today and I am so deeply grateful for you and your courage. So thank you so much for being with us today on
1: The Deep. Thanks, Zoe. Thank you for hearing me.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's the Deep?